you got your Bible, let's turn to uh, Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. Yes, sir. This word has just been bubbling, bubbling, bubbling on the inside of me ever since I received it. Um, I received it at camp. Uh, I preached it, but if it was, and it's so crazy, I mean, uh, God's, God used this word to speak to a lot of kids, uh, but this word spoke to me the most. And um, I just got I just got wrecked, man. And um, I just I had such just a holy encounter with the Lord. Uh, I can't I can't even explain it to you. If I try to explain it to you, you'd think I was just nuts. You'd think I was schizophrenic. You would think I was just weird. Um, you would think there's something wrong with that dude. Um, but I would just I just want to tell my experience of that. We're gonna we're just gonna jump into the words real practical today. But I. It's a Wednesday night of, of, of summer camp. It's, it's, it's my night to speak. And uh, we were getting in there um, early. Service was starting at 7. And so I got, I got in there about 6, and there was nobody in there. So I got in there about 6, and I just heard the Lord say, Hey, you're the first one here. I want you to be the last one to leave. And I said, I can do that. Not a problem. Not a problem at all. I can do that. To me, I didn't think anything supernatural, just like, Oh, my God, that was incredible. You know, it was just like, You're the first one in here. I want you to be the last one to leave. And I heard it so clearly. Like if someone were to come and say it to me, and I was like, yes, sir, <laughs> not a problem. Let's do it. And so staying there, we pray, we pray, we pray, we pray, um, and we have service. Service was incredible. I give this word, you know, we're just praying, and people were just getting so touched and transformed by God, and uh, we were just staying there, 9, 9.30, 10, people kind of started leaving. There's still just a few just kind of laid out, just, just basking in his presence, and um, I'm just standing there. I mean, I'm not really feeling anything like, like I'm about to fall out or something. You know, I was just being obedient. You know, just staying in there. You know, I could have left. I could have got something to drink. Or I could have got went and used a restroom. Or I could have got went and grabbed a bite in the kitchen or something. But I just kind of stayed, just stayed and stayed and stayed. That's just what he said. So I just, just felt like that's just what I need to do. And uh, I was assuming everyone was just gonna leave. And then I was gonna leave. That was gonna be it. Just being obedient. And um, I stayed and I stayed and pray with a few kids and just kind of worship, meditated. Oh, excuse me, man. I just, it was the most real experience I think I've ever had with God outside of salvation. And um, God is just so good because I, I wasn't asking for it. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't, I wasn't in there prophesying for it or anything like that, but God just, God just showed up and just spoke to me. Um, I don't think I left there until about midnight, um, and I don't even remember. I don't even really remember getting to my room. You know what I'm saying? I was just I was so gone. I, I think some some people said they talked to me. I'm like I don't, even, I don't even remember talking. About. I remember going to bed, and um, and um, I, as I was in there just praying. Um, someone left their notes on the on the ground, and uh, we'll talk about this today. But I got up and I read those notes. It's basically, I mean, stuff I said, stuff I was preaching. But it was as if God was saying it to me. And uh, man, it just hit me. It just hit me so so hard. And uh, which I just had such a just revelation. I had I had I had conviction. I had His glory. I had all that. It was like just so much in one moment. I was like, I'm sorry. You're so good to me. 
this is wonderful. I'm so sorry. I repent, you know, and it was just, it was so powerful. And God just really spoke to me and uh, feel like I've never been the same since. But what I want to talk about today has, um, has so much to do with what I feel like God is doing right now. And um, let's just read this passage. You like reading the Bible? I do too. Let's read it. Let's go ahead and read it together from verse one. One day as Jesus was standing by the lake with the people crowded around him, listening to the word of God, he saw at the water's edge two boats left there by fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they both began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, O Lord, I'm a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So they pulled their boats on shore, left everything, and followed him. Incredible. Incredible story. Incredible story. Um, but this, the single statement, and I'm going to make a lot of things I want you to take notes on, but the single statement from this message um, that I want you to take home today is that at any moment, Jesus can get on your boat. At any moment of your life, wherever you're at, Jesus can just step on the boat. And I love it because Jesus didn't like go out and be like, "Hey guys, you mind if I just go take the boat out for a little ride?" You know, he like he didn't. He just he just got on. He said, "All right, let's go out." And some of us we're we're gonna start having encounters with the Lord, and it's gonna be outside of us giving Him an invitation. I want you to hear me today. There, God is be, is going to begin to come into your life, and it's not gonna be it's not gonna be because you prayed. Or you asked, or you said, God, you know, this is my time with you, so you can come now. All right? No, God, I really believe God and, and Jesus and Holy Spirit is just going to begin to step into your life, and it's going to interrupt what you are doing. And I love it so much because Jesus don't need an invitation, son. I mean, anybody else that would have done that, we would have looked at this and said, man, that, that dude rude. Dude, disrespectful? We've been fishing all day. You want to go for a ride and talk to some people? <laughs> What's it? But if it's Jesus, man, dude can do. He can do whatever he wants. And some of us have have put Jesus in this arena of our life of when I get home from work, when I get done eating, when I get my shower. When I get all comfortable, get my bed, and open my Bible, then you can come. But I'm telling you, Jesus wants to come into your life where it is so inconvenient. 
These guys have been working all night, ready to go home, ready to go to bed, probably stank. You know, I mean, they, they ready to, to unwind. They ready to get away. But here comes Jesus. Now let's go. Let's go on the boat. It's like, I would, I would have been so annoyed if I was these cats. I'm like, dude, I don't know who you think you are. But we ain't going back out so you can talk to your, talk to your little people over here. But if we believe who Jesus is, man, and, that, and all the things that he that he has in his character, in his character, man, if we would just begin to let him come into our lives, and and interrupt and invade our schedule, I believe we will we will begin to walk in such a supernatural blessing. I, I believe even even a natural blessing that we would not receive if we just let God come when we have our little time with the Lord, or when. When our, it's Wednesday, you know, this is when I kind of get spiritual. It's Sunday, this is when I turn on the worship music before I go to church. <laughs> I make fun of, I think of my parents growing up, man. We play, my dad be playing John Mayer, my dad be playing Steve Ray Vaughan, my dad be playing all kind of music. I love all that stuff. I, I, ain't, I ain't knocking it all. Eric Clapton, he be listening to all that stuff. Love it, love it, love, love good music, right? And uh, good, clean music. And, uh, and <laughs> come Sunday morning, here come my mom. Well, she throwing on the gospel music. I mean, she turned up loud. She turned up loud. Until it's waking us up and we're going, Mom, turn that stuff down. I don't want to be woken up like that. Well, went to the end. Of, and I was like, no, that's not how I want to wake up. <laughs> y'all get up. Y'all get up. Y'all get ready. I'm like, my goodness. But some of us have it so figured out with God that that's what we do. And that's just me and God's thing. And that's just how we work. And that we're just first cousins. And we're just best friends. And we can just do that, you know, whenever I want, he comes. And, you know, he don't mind if I just kind of do my own thing. Not, nope, 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 not at all. Not at all. With this story, Jesus can come at any moment. And you have got to be willing to get on the boat with him and just go. Not wonder why or this is. This is not really good timing, or this isn't really correct. I love it. I'd be driving down, going to work. I drive by a marquee. It says Revival, July 10th through the 13th. And I'd be like, man, that is just so convenient of God to do that. I mean, not during the week, you know, where, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Annette? Not during the week where it's going to mess up my work schedule, you know what I'm saying? But he's he going to send Revival on the weekend. Man, that's just nice, man. That's just, he's sweet. That's just so good. He, we serve a good God. That's, amen. That's awesome. I'm going to be there for that. That's, that's going to be awesome. No, 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 no. God's going to get in your life, man, Monday morning, and you're going to have to make a decision of what your week going to look like. God's going to come to you on Tuesday. God's going to come to you on Friday and say, you don't need to go watch that movie. You don't need to go do that. You, don't know, you need to get with me. And I believe, man, if we could just be obedient to that, we would see revival. You imagine if you were so obedient to God that anytime He just, you just felt Him, you just, you just submitted, said, "Yes, Lord, what, hey, if you want me to go down this road, I'm gonna go. You need me to go to this. You need me to go to the other Walmart. I, I don't know. I'm just listening. Amen. I don't know why. I got, I'm gonna tell you another story. When I first came here, um, we we're involved with the ramp ministry. We we're kind of starting Cleveland Ramp. We had prayer meetings, and the prayer meetings were awesome. We ended up having prayer meetings every night. We ended up having prayer meetings 12, 2, 3 in the morning, starting at like 7. 
I mean, they felt like 30 minutes. Well, I look at my watch, I'm like, my God, it's 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> I, got, I got class at 7. You know, I'm like, my goodness. And uh, God was just moving, moving, moving. And we started we started coming together and praying, then going out. We started coming together and praying. And uh, we sent a group to Walmart. And we sent a group to Applebee's. And we sent a group here and there. You know, whatever waitress you got, waiter you got, you just ministered to them. You just, you just talked to God about them. You know, you, you ate, you had food, you had a good time. But when you met, you know, your waiter came, you, you know, we were encouraged to do that. And so me and my friend, Evan, we go, we go to Walmart, and it's kind of funny, but yet it's extremely powerful. Uh, we go to Walmart. I mean, we're just, we're, I mean, we're, we've done been prayed up a couple of hours. We go into Walmart. And I'm just in there, like, listening. I'm trying to hear God's voice. Clean up on aisle three. I'm like, I need to hear you right now. I need to hear you right now. What are we doing? What are we doing? Because if we don't hear you, we're going to look like idiots. <laughs> we're going to go up to somebody and say, you're dealing with this. They're going to be like, what are you talking about? I'm coming to get some bread and milk. Son, get away from me. You know, and so, and so we, we go in there, and dude, I hear it as clear as day, pornography. I hear it clear as day, and I feel like a nut. <laughs> I'm just like, luckily, Evan is that much more crazier than me. Um, so I'm like, Evan's like, what do you hear? I'm like, I don't know. Do you hear something? He's like, yeah. He's like, what do you hear? And I was like, I heard pornography. He said, I heard kids aisle. And I was like, oh. And we just felt the Lord. I even feel it now when I say, we just felt the Lord. We're like, my we just went down the kids' aisle. Here's this grown man in the kids' aisle doing something. We're just, we walk by the aisle. We're like, oh, my God. <laughs> you got to be kidding me right now. This is, this is nuts. <laughs> you going to tell me I'm going to go talk to this guy about pornography? <laughs> like, no, no. But we felt it so, I mean, we were laughing. We are just like, oh. But we knew it was Lord. And then we went and talked to this dude. I mean, you should have seen. He was like. He didn't say a word, but I mean, his face was just like so stunned. He didn't say one word. We talked, we talked about Jesus. We said, hey, man, we came from a prayer meeting. We send out different people. And we, we're the ones sent to Walmart, and we came in here, and we just, we felt like there was somebody in the kids aisle dealing with pornography, dude. And, you know, if that's you, man, God can set you free. And we just began to speak to him, and, and he was just, I mean, he didn't say one word. He was just like, seriously, like this the whole time. just. And we just talked to him. We prayed with him. I mean, he's just like, good. We just left that. We spent about 30 minutes with them. We just, that was it. <laughs> I love it, though. I love it. I love it. I love it so much because, man, at any moment, man, Jesus can just step on the boat with somebody. Amen? And he, and he wants to use you and me to do that. As crazy and as foolish it may seem to the world. All right? He wants us to do it. And I'm just, and I just believe, man, if, if, we, if we could be obedient like that, if we could be obedient like that every day, man, every moment. Submit to God when you're at when you're at school, when you're at your job. Just anytime you hear God, you you feel God. You just submit to it. I believe we would just walk into a whole no, another level of anointing. That this whole thing that our culture just has this horrible, horrible view of the church, rightfully so. Okay, because of some churches. All right, Lord bless them. Amen. I'm not here to point fingers, but rightfully so. Our culture has a very skewed image of the church because of those who have wrongly represented the Lord. And I believe if we could so walk in submission to the Lord, allowing Jesus to come into our life at any moment to, to just abruptly just come in and just use us, I believe Jesus would begin to allow the culture to begin to have a pure understanding of the bride. 
But it's gonna. T but I believe it's gonna take me and you being so willing to get out of our tradition, get out of our little thing that we do, get out of our little religion that we've kind of made between God, and just begin to allow God to just come through and be that light and be that and be that grace and mercy and be that message. I don't know where that dude is today, but I I believe with our whole heart that changed his life. I believe anytime he he looks at porn, he probably thinks that time he went to Walmart, two random dudes. In the middle of the night, came up to him and talked to him about, man, that's got, if I'm him, I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. But I believe because of that, man, that guy has got, he's got something. He's got a moment. He's got, he's got something where, where a person came into his life and properly represented the Lord. I mean, if me and you can do that in our workplaces, I believe we would we would see people come into the kingdom like we've never seen before. You don't need you don't need your yarmulke, you don't need your prayer shawl, you don't need your you don't need your shofar, you don't need all this sound the alarm, hallelujah. You know, you don't need to do all this worked up stuff, man. We just need people to just be real, just to be open. Huh? I mean, I heard one preacher said, Hey, we're all ministers, some of us just got microphones. Some of us some of us just got platforms. But we're all we're all pastors, we're all preachers. We're all evangelists. We're all worship leaders. Amen. And so let's begin to take on that mindset because, I mean, if you will allow him, Jesus, without invitation, will come into your life. And it will be inconvenient at first. But when you get back to shore and you're busting at the seams of what God has given you. It's not going to matter how hard you work previous that night before or the years before. Man, if you just submit to him and allow him just to come on board and do incredible things, I believe, I believe you would walk in abundance like you would not believe. And not not, not money, not things. I'm talking about abundance of peace, man, abundance of joy, abundance of the love of the Lord, man. So when you get around people, they can't help but hear about Jesus. They can't help but hear about what God is doing in your life and what God's doing in your family and your finances and those kind of things. That, to me, that's what it's going to take. That's what it's going to take. To really, really start to infiltrate our, our workplaces, our schools, and, and start showing people that Jesus is real. Amen. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Because I love it, man. We'll we'll get, we'll get in powerful moments with the Lord, especially in our Pentecostal services. We'll get we'll get in a powerful service, and man, people just start walking around just praying for people. You know, anybody know what I'm talking about, man? All of a sudden, man, you you, you start feeling, man. You start praying. You start laying hands on people. And that's great, and that's awesome. I just wish you were just that aggressive outside of church. I mean, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. I wish when, when you had that coworker come to work and he was dealing with sickness, and you know they weren't saved, you'd you'd be just just as aggressive to get with them. And say, hey man, can I just pray with you? I, I mean, I, I don't know. That's just me. I mean, you people be crying, be able to hugging each other, be just prophesying over each other. Just <laughs> you won't see that at Walmart with that same person. No, sorry. We need we need the music, we need the lights, we need that anointing flowing. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Only in his house. No, man. We gotta start just start modeling this stuff outside of the church and start being the church. I mean, you ain't never been to church. Church is who you are. Right? Church is who you are. How about we start showing church to people? I mean, how about we just start bringing church to people? Because I really believe that's what Jesus was trying to say, don't come in here and do your church and then go about your life. Why don't you come in here, get filled up, walk out, and start bringing church to people. Amen? I believe it, man.
I believe it. Let's start bringing it to people. Man, and I love it because these guys let down their cast. And I love and I love I love the response, but nevertheless, if you say so. And some of us that's that's just gotta be up. Just because he said so. He said, I don't I I'm not really in a financial position to give that much, but because you're saying so, I'm just gonna do it. God has God has God has put press Sarah and I to give, 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 give. I'm like, God, what are you doing? <laughs> but I know that's what he's saying. I'm just gonna do it. Nevertheless, 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 my little petty situation, I'm just gonna do it because your word is so much more mightier than my my little financial situation. Amen. Than my little predicament. Because he said so, they did it. And some of us got to get to a place, man, it, it is so inconvenient. But God, you said so. Dude, I'm just, I, I, I don't really like going to church. I'm not really a churchy person, but God, you're saying so. I'm just going to do it. You know, you're not, I don't really much on tithe. I don't really got a whole lot to give. But God, if you said so, I'm just going to do it. I'm not really much on, on witnessing. I'm not much of a public speaker. I'm not much of, I mean, neither was Moses. You know, but he, he led all the people of Israel. You know? But just because you said so, hey, you know what? That's enough for me. That's more than enough for me. Just because you whispered it and you spoke it into existence, I'm going to do it. Amen? We got to get to that place. And these guys, man, they do what he says. They pull up all these fish. They call, they call for their buddies to come over. And I love it because what God is going to do at North Cleveland has the ability to infect those that are around it. These guys could have just let these guys just drown these guys could have just bounced they could have just went on their way but they stayed near they stayed close and when and when when they had that catch and they needed help hey they were right they were right there to their side come on i believe god's going to pour out something so heavy that it's not going to just stay in one church but but god's going to need churches like us god's going to need churches in this city that are going to say hey i don't care if we're not church of god and we're not and we're not episcopalian and we're not presbyterian Hey, that, but we're going to get involved in what God's doing. I could care less about what denomination is in front of North Cleveland, except for the fact that I know God has been moving there. And one way or another, I'm going to meet this guy, Craig. I'm going to meet everyone. Tell me, you got to meet this guy. You got to meet this guy. Gotta meet well, I'm going to meet him eventually. I don't know how. Well, I'm going to go over there and meet him. But I want to stay connected to what God is doing. And me and you, we got to stay connected to what God is doing. I need to. I just need to go to a different church. I just need. To, I just need something new. I just need something different. I just. I need. I. I just need something fresh. I just. This haven't. This haven't been doing it for me. I just haven't been getting fed. <laughs> you know what I'm gonna say about that. You know, babies need help getting fed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? People say stuff like that, and and I think of you. Just you just told me how immature you are. And the Lord, because you need, you just need someone to just give you, give you just what you need to hear, what you need to have to, to be sustained. But man, I, I want to begin to walk in such a level of just transparency, of just willingness, of just openness to allow God to, even though he may be doing something at this church, I don't care what that church history is. I don't care what, who the leader, what kind of doctrine they believe in. I don't have to agree with their doctrine. I mean, if God's doing something, I want to be a part. Amen. I want to be a part of it. I want, I want, I want to be a part of it. And uh, by the grace of God, I think we could walk in, in an ability to begin to network with churches and what God is doing. Networking in Cleveland used to be a nightmare. 
We'll just be real. Networking in Cleveland is used to be considered impossible. I'm going to get some help from somebody. Used to be, nah, you don't do that. We do our thing here. They do their thing there. And we just... But for what God is doing, we, we got, one way or another, we got to come together with folks. We got to come together with people. We got to just begin to speak the things that God is doing. Man, forget the church name and forget the church nomination and forget all of that junk that just get, that just distracts us from what God is wanting to do, man. I'm just, I'm excited about all these different churches that are exploding because I want to start connecting with them. I want to start talking to them and, and, and get involved, Amen. Because, man, if we can stay close to what God is doing, we'll receive it too. That The other boat that didn't even, that didn't even cast out their net got just as much. They got just as much. And they didn't have Jesus come on their boat, and they didn't have Jesus come preach on their boat, and they didn't have Jesus tell them to go out in deep water, and they didn't have Jesus come speak to them. But they still received just as much. And I love it because I we, we can stay connected to places like this that are experiencing the Lord, and when and when and when God just begins to overflow, we get just as much. We are invited to have just as much. But if we're not, and we're just doing our own thing, right? We're gonna miss. We're gonna miss something. We're gonna miss something. I remember when First Baptist started building their church, and I remember. I I'm not trying to get mad. I just heard just little I, I heard someone say that's ridiculous, that should be us. I don't go to church in here anymore. So if you're like, oh, who did that? Who said that? Ooh. I heard someone say that said that's ridiculous, that should be us. It took everything in me to be like Are you, you're not excited. You just not, you just, you are just so full of yourself that you can't be excited about what God's doing. I know so many great and wonderful people that go to First Baptist that love the Lord. Thank God that that thing is there, that building's there. That people are, people that, people just, just drive in. They don't know where to go to church, they just drive in because they just drive by it all the time. Thank God for it. What are you talking about? That's ridiculous. That should be us. I'm like, who cares? Who gives a flip, dude? People, people, people probably getting saved. People probably getting touched and getting filled and getting encouraged and getting connected to a group of believers. It ain't just me and you, and that's it. That's it. Amen. The last thing I want to leave with you, and I'm closing, and we're going to, Josh, if you want to just go ahead and come up, I want to make sure I give an opportunity for anyone to kind of come and get encouraged and get filled up with the Lord. Amen. Are you good? All right, good deal. Good deal. I'm telling you what, man. God isn't so set on on 10 to 12 as we are. <laughs> I'm just going to just... Ain't nowhere in the Bible where it says God's like, and thus shall have thus service on thus day... Thus 10, thus to 12. You know, God, that's not what it says. You know what I'm saying? That's not what it, I haven't seen it. You know what I'm saying? You're going to do praise and you're going to do worship. And you're going to take up tithe. And I don't see that in the Bible anywhere. I don't, I don't see the format for service. <laughs> so so I, know, I know one way or another we have been so just used and so just 
clingy to that thing, but I, I really believe God's just going to begin to turn it upside down, not just to inconvenience you, but just to allow him to do what he wants to do. I can't even tell you last time we sang a song in the youth, in the youth building. I cannot. And I prepare to sing songs and do worship. But we start praying. I'm like, my God, we got this is going somewhere. We need, we need to pray for this. We need to pray for that. You know? He's not, God's not like, what are you doing? You need to sing that one song real quick. You know, no. You need to make sure you do the song list. What, don't, don't, pray, don't pray for other churches. You need to make sure you sing the fast and then the slow and then maybe maybe give a message and then pray, and then pray for that stuff. Maybe. No, my goodness. If, God, if, God, if I'm feeling it from the Lord, man, I'm, I'm doing it. Amen. And I love the ending of this story. Well, first of all, Simon Peter falls at Jesus' knees and says, Go away from me, for I'm a sinner. I'm, I'm just such a sinner. I'm just so sinful. Just, you got to get away from me. And I saw that and I thought, He could have just got a sense forgiven. But instead, he wants, to leave, he wants the Lord to leave him? Some of us are, are so comfortable in our sin that we, we don't want Jesus to get too close. We don't want Jesus to get too involved because that means I'm going to have to get rid of that. I know I know we come in here and, and sin is just the most worst thing in the world, but if you're not willing to get rid of it and get close to God, I'm like, Simon Peter, just, 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 just confess it, bro, and you're forgiven. You're good. Go away from me, Lord, for I'm a sinner. That's why he came. <laughs> exactly why he came. He came for the sinner. And if you're not careful, you will you will just absolutely miss what God is sending to you because it is going to make your life so just different and transition you from something that you never thought you would transition into. They get off the boat. Then the Bible says they left everything and followed him. These guys just had a huge catch. They just had the catch of their lives. And they left. To me, I, I'm assuming they left it. I'm assuming that many fish, they probably just, I don't think they just like picked up and just went on the way. But that many fish, I think they just left it. and just followed Jesus. And if you're not careful, your experiences with the Lord can keep you from following Him. That's why we have camp highs. You, you, we have a camp high. We have this, this this experience on the boat with Jesus. We have this abundance of his, of His love and mercy and His provision. And then Jesus is like, "All right, let's go on the way. Let's go. Leave, leave it. Let's go. There's somewhere else we need to go." And we can stay right there and go, "Oh my God, thank you, God. So much. oh, thank you, Jesus, so much for that moment. Thank you, Lord, for that, for that. Thank you, Jesus, for that. I can't. I'm just." And then Jesus done gone. He's, he's, he's moving on. And if you're not careful, you will, you will submit to the function rather than submitting to the source. Come on, anybody hear me today? My goodness. Sometimes you getting touched by God took you dancing, took you lifting your hands, took you coming to the altar. But that ain't, anybody hear me today? That, that's not in the function. All of a sudden, God's wanting you to 
God's wanting you to progress. God's wanting you to move on. God's wanting to come and, and get in your car with you as you go to work. God's wanting to come and speak to you in the morning before you go to work. God's wanting to use you at your job and at your school. But if you don't progress, that's why we have youth camp highs. God, thank you for I had kids say, I can't wait for next year. No, you need, you need to can't wait to go home and go to your school because God's moving. God didn't, God didn't like wait until next year to do something. Are you kidding me? God, God's ready. God had that moment for you so that you would be so convinced in following him and, and, and confidence and following who he is that you would walk in your school and you would turn your school upside down. You would turn your job place upside down. Not just to have a little moment. I can't wait for next year. And I was like, what are you, you just, you missing it, dude. You're just missing it. I mean, thank God for youth camp. My goodness, anybody going to say it? Me, because I feel like I had the most supernatural experience of my life. But I'm not going, thank you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, my goodness. I'm trying to figure out what God's doing next and where he's going. That's where we got to be, amen. You got to be willing to leave all that stuff, even the good stuff. That catch was good. Ain't nothing wrong with that catch. That catch was nothing but just a, a blessing from the Lord. But you got to be willing to leave it got to be willing to leave. Let's stand on our feet. Let's just begin to just open our hearts to the Lord. If you need to bow your head or close your eyes, and just, just focus on Jesus just for a few seconds. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you that you're not a stagnant God, that you don't just come to one place and you dwell and you just sit there and you don't move but God you are constantly moving and progressing and moving forward and, and 